Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. Something a little different today. Uh, this is actually a podcast that will serve as sort of the pilot for a potentially new podcast. Uh, the guest today is Kurt Braunholer. Uh, we've had him on before. He was actually our second guest ever. Uh, he's back today, uh, but not as part of my podcast or as part of his podcast, but as a part of our podcast. Uh, as I said, this is a pilot episode for a new idea, something we like to call emotional hangs. Uh, once you hear the episode, you'll get it. You'll see where we're coming from, and hopefully you like it. And if you do, we'll do a lot more. In the meantime, plugs. I'll be at uh, Gilda's Laugh Fest this weekend. Coming up right after that, South by Southwest in Austin. Right after that, Peoria, Illinois for the Jukebox Comedy Club. So come check me out. Uh, enjoy. I'm a fool to want you. I'm a fool to want you. This is it. This is it. Emotional hangs. With Joe and Kurt. Yeah, Kurt and Joe. Yeah, see, I put you first. And you put me first. That's the kind of podcast this is going to be. Exactly. I only put you first because it's alphabetical. Yeah, no, I know. The last name, B. Yeah, I purposefully put you first. But first names, I'm alphabetically. Yeah, well, but no one does it by first names. But I would have put you first, even if your last name was Zaunholder. Thank you. I would have still put you first. I appreciate that, Joe. Out of, you know, courtesy. Out of respect, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... This is the first... Now, this is being released on both of our podcasts. This is a crossover podcast episode. But it's a pilot for potentially yeah. for a new podcast that would feature you and I. For forever. For forever. Uh, it's called Emotional Hangs. Emotional Hangs. Inspired by a very real-life event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want to tell the story I, of what happened? No, I think maybe Joe should. I definitely... <laughs> I would say that there's a... There's a haziness in my memory about this okay. moment. Uh, Why don't you explain how we came up with the title Emotional Hangs? I ran into Kurt at a party, at an industry party. An industry party. Yes. It was specifically, well, let's just be up front. This Emotional Hangs is all about truth, truthfulness. It was at Riot LA. Riot LA. It was the ending party. It was the ending party. I had just done this big, I just premiered Roust About. Yeah, and you did some kind of march around the thing we with did a, a band? Big, well, no, that was last year. That was year. last year, the sorry. Year, this year we made it snow in L.A. You made it snow in L.A.? How did yeah. you do that? We had a snow machine on the roof, and everybody okay. came out and it was snowing. Well, that explains it. <laughs> I was very excited, <laughs> right. and I hadn't had time to eat dinner. Right. You hadn't had time to eat dinner, and then you went right to the party. Right to the party. And had a... Had a, had a few. A few. Yeah. Not a ton, a few. Not a ton, a few. So I ran a into Kurt's party. reasonable amount. I had not had a few because that night I did I did two Riot LA shows. Uh, the first was Josh Adam Myers' uh, Goddamn Comedy Jam, which is amazing. And then I had to go up to do my own show, Can I Kick It, at the Meltdown. And then I had to drive back down to do Ari Shafir's uh, I, This, this is, is Not, not happening. happening show, which is also amazing. Uh, so I couldn't drink at all the whole night. So I finally got done at like 1 a.m. and went to the party. But it's had my, late. Still in my car. Couldn't drive. Yeah. Couldn't drink because I had to drive. 
ran into you, who was in a different situation. I was in a very different situation. Uh, and I was very, a lot of celebration that night. Very happy to see you. You were in good spirits. I was happy to see you as well. Although uh, I did definitely do a thing where I would, I would, re- I would hug him and then reel back like I was going to punch him in the face. Yes. But as a jo- as a fun <laughs> joke, as a fun joke. Now I don't know. You're the only person. Do you know the only comedian that I would suggest that I maybe would hit? <laughs> because I feel like you could take it if I did hit you. I think I could take I don't know if I could take it. Who knows? I was scared when you were doing that. That's the thing. You got scared. So I was suggesting I might hit you. Right. We're both tall men. Yes. You were acting like you were going to hit me. Little did you know I was terrified of it at the time. I don't know. But you shrank. You shrank a little bit. I did. I did. I don't know if uh, any of you listening have met Kurt in real life, but... He's a big man. He's a very big man. I'm so, a gentle giant. You are a gentle giant. But my point is, is, is you are so big in stature that if you were handing me a rose but standing too close, <laughs> I would still be a little afraid. Uh-huh. You know? like uh, So he was doing this joke thing of like faking like he was going to hit me, and then I was cowering. And then hugging him. I and would then, hug yeah, you and yeah, then, then, <laughs> then you'd hug me right after. <laughs> And I was shrinking because I was scared and also because I was And I was upset. Man. I was a little upset that he was shrinking from me. Yeah, and you grabbed me and you said, you know I'd never hit you, buddy. You know I'd never hit you, right? And I was like, of course, I think I know that, Kurt. <laughs> you think, think you know that. You're not positive. <laughs> I'm still positive. a loose cannon. I'm still a loose cannon. Yeah, well, you are a bit of a loose cannon. <laughs> You've got some stories. Yeah, I got some so, stories. You know, like I, I was like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Who's that man next? That's my neighbor right there, William, walking <laughs> his house. What did you think was happening? I don't know. There was all of a sudden a man directly behind my head. Well, there's a window there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's outside. With, the world is outside. Yeah, there. it happens with windows. Sometimes I understand people. that, but usually windows and houses, you don't have someone who's inches from your face. <laughs> That's uh, my neighbor. He's a good man. Very nice. The, man. Uh, so we. Uh, so anyway, so, so you I'm were hugging trying, you. You were hugging me, hitting, hitting, hugging, not hitting, almost hitting, hugging. And uh, then saying, you know, I'd never hit you. And I said, I know, I know that. And then you pulled me in for a really hard hug. <laughs> and you rested your head on my shoulder a bit and said, I love you, buddy. We have emotional hangs. <laughs> <laughs> which, we have emotional hangs. Which I filed away. Unsure of what that means. <laughs> I mean, I do. I agree with the general sentiment. I do feel like whenever we see each other, we get down to the heart of business. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what I thought you were referencing uh-huh. when you said that. Do you remember the night we were at um, uh, we were at Ye Rustic, which yes. is a bar here in LA? Mm-hmm. I, I was in an Albertsons grocery shopping, and I got a text from you, and you said, we're at Ye Rustic, come drink with us. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't, I'm grocery shopping. And you antagonized me into drinking. Yes. Right off the bat, 
that's a big step for us in the friendship. Anytime somebody antagonizes me to drink, I know they really want me there. <laughs> they're they're a little sad that I'm not coming because yes. I do that to people. Yeah. If I say come hang and you go no and I go okay cool. Yeah. I don't care that much. And wait, and, and also <laughs> I did that to you recently and you I did. want to apologize. Don't, this don't. is going to be a part No, there's going to be a part of emotional hangs, okay? So you finish your story and then I got to get into okay. apologizing. Okay. So that night, because this story isn't going where you think it's going. All right. So that night, I, I said, fine. And I went, I went to E-Rustic because I have zero willpower. <laughs> and, uh, and I was also touched that my new friend, Kurt, fairly new friendship at that yeah. time, uh, was, was pressuring me to come. I felt like that meant something. So I said, <laughs> I should stop by. Yeah. And I went in and, uh, and hung out. And I said, I have all my groceries in the car. I can't stay for that long. And then you ridiculed me for that, which was another <laughs> compliment to me. It was yet another compliment. Uh, and then at one point during that hangout, I said, Kurt, you're becoming my favorite person in L.A. <laughs> and you laughed like that. <laughs> And then I remember this. This is the part you're not expecting. Uh -huh. I didn't see you for two months after that. <laughs> and and I swear to God, there were many moments where I was like, you shouldn't have said that. He's your favorite guy in L.A. thing. You freaked him out. No. You, it was it's, too it's, much to say. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that, <laughs> I swear to God. That's I so funny you say it. Also, that's the thing. That's what I do love about you is that you'll... You'll A, you'll say something like that, and then B, you'll have a memory of the fact that you said it, <laughs> and then apply it in a way that might make you anxious about the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we are here. I feel great. I finally got it off my I'm chest. I'm so happy you did, because <laughs> it's honestly, like, this is, it's been, I mean, I am hardly ever, you're, we're both hardly ever here. Right. And when I am here, I see you. When I'm in yes. L.A., I always see you. When you're in L.A., you see me. You you and I both travel a lot because we're stand-ups yeah. and stuff. But, of course, when you're the anxious man, of course. like I am, yeah. that doesn't factor in. You're just like, I haven't seen my friend in a while. It's, I freaked him out. Me. <laughs> I freaked him out. He <laughs> thinks I'm in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, But that, that, so then I'm happy. I'm happy that I, I re, it really re-jumped started when I was, when I said we have emotional hangs. It re-jump started, yes, it, it re-jump started when you said we have emotional hangs, and then later in the week when you said that's a podcast idea, when we were laughing yeah. about you saying that, I was still a little self-conscious to say, a little part of me was like, does he mean that he wants to do a podcast, yeah. or is he still freaked out about me saying he's my favorite person? <laughs> And it took me a while. It took me until uh, we went to our friend Jane's birthday party to finally go, Kurt, we should do that, that thing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm happy we're doing it. That's, and so that is like that gets at the heart, I think, of what emotional hangs is going to be all about. Yeah. going to be two, two dudes yes. just getting into it <laughs> and being truthful with each other. Yeah, we're yeah. We're going to get emotional. We're going to get emotional hangs here. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I hope that in the future of this thing, we can take it into certain emotional type of activities and things of that nature. Uh, today, we're going we're gonna to just kind of ease our we're foot ease into our, the ocean. Yeah, we're dipping our toe in. But right. still, first, I got to apologize the other day. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? What? Because because you we had a plan that I was going to come over. We're going to hang out at your house. Oh, that's... 
And okay, then yeah. I didn't. I went over and I hung out at Scotty's house instead. And it felt yes. to me like I betrayed you. But there was a very good reason that it's personal from not that I, it's not my personal life. My personal life's wide open here. Right. From someone else's personal life. Yes. That was important. And so I want to apologize to you for that. This is you the type what? of things that happens between good dude friends on emotional hangs. We're to bring people in to apologize to each other. <laughs> I'll but we're you, always going to be drinking while we do it. I'll tell you this. I was a little hurt. Yes, I when can you imagine. show up because I was like, man, I haven't seen Curtin forever. And trust me. And then we set up a date. And then I just, I didn't even say, hey, I'm not coming over. I just kind of didn't show up. Well, you you did the pushback thing. I did the pushback. I'm trying to come in a little while. Right. Which I get. I've done that a million times. Yeah. Uh, but if you think that whole night. You're my favorite guy in LA wasn't on replay in my head. I mean, you're you're that's that I was like, you're right. just not gonna be friends with this guy anymore. <laughs> he's he's fucking you over. He's it run was, from you. I, no, I didn't mean because he's I was like, you freaked him out to the point where he won't even come to he the He won't hang. even come over to hang out. <laughs> I love that. So but no, when you when you said later in the night when you go, listen, dude, I'm really sorry I didn't make it. Um in fact it was the next day, which to me was stronger. It was stronger to me that the next day you texted me uh-huh. and said, hey, dude, I love you, man. I'm sorry I didn't make it last night. It was my friend was dealing with something and right. I had to be there for him. I was like, ah, that's a good guy. I've been there. I get it. And, yeah. I, and I totally understood. I was like, I was like, I know what it's like when you make plans. And then all of a sudden something comes up and then you feel bad because you're breaking plans. But you you think, well, maybe I can get through this and then get over there later. And then it just it doesn't happen. Yeah, I totally got it. I think this is what I think this is maybe going to be what this is, is taking these little moments that we all feel in everyday life and really getting down to the bottom of them. I love like that. Like really dissecting these little moments of how on a very minute level all these... Because you know they say there's that thing that like you don't... Like you, as right. a, you Joe DeRose as a person, makes no decisions. Right. You make no decisions. It's just this like deeper part of your brain that's all emotion-based that has made the decisions for you and then you kind of rationalize them and, right. and it kind of explain themselves, explain them to yourself. Right. Like, that's what it's going to be all about. Like, to sure. get deep for a second. Sure. No, I, I, I feel it. I'm feeling you on that <laughs> shit, man. The, uh, well, and you're, here's the thing, too. Let's, 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 let's get something else out yeah, of the table. Yeah, let's get it out on the table. And this is a very positive thing. Yeah. You're some, now, I moved to L.A. about a year and a half ago. We were in New York for probably 14 years together. Yeah, yeah. Never spoke. Never spoke. <laughs> Once. Did, your, did you and Kristen show Hot Tub? <laughs> Like Many the times. week before you no, no no I did it once, once right before you left and I was like oh good I'm I'm finally doing that hot tub show <laughs> I had met you at a few shows it yeah. was you know we were, were there we were we were we were acquaintances right but I remember the first now I can't Kurt I can't explain this mm-hmm. it's just it is what it is uh, I saw you at hot tub the first time I did it uh-huh. and we had talked and had a few drinks three or four times and at hot tub you and i were both talking about los angeles and <laughs> we were both saying i'm never moving out there yes. no fucking way and then <laughs> two months later i got rebooked two months yeah on hot tub or no on it was wyatt cynic show now yeah. night train and i went in and i said marianne where is the, the producer i go 
where's Kurt and Kristen? And she goes, they moved to L.A. And I was like, no, 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 no. Kristen might have. Kurt, Kurt would never. Not. He said and he was never yeah. moving to L.A. And she goes, no, he moved to L.A. And I go, oh, my God, he told me he would never. And I swear to God, I, it's inexplicable. I felt a certain hurt that <laughs> you had moved. That I would bail on you. I felt like we had bonded in such a strange way. You were one <laughs> of the guys in New York where I was like, he'll never move. You know? And I yeah. was like, we're good. We're, we can stay here. And then you moved. And I was like, okay, I, I guess I should move now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's that slow eroding where of yeah. like, I remember what it was. What it was for me, the reason I moved was weirdly, we went to Chicago, Lauren and I, my wife, mm-hmm. and uh, we were having dinner with her mom, and her mom just went, "Why?" She she knows nothing about the industry. She knows right. nothing about comedy. She just goes, "Why don't you move to L.A.? Seems like you're not trying if you don't move to L.A." Wow. And then I went to go to the bathroom. I was like, "Holy shit!" Did Lauren's mom just make us move to L.A.? Oh my god! And the very next day, I was like, "Should we move to L.A.?" And Lauren was like. Yeah, I guess we should, because my mom really shamed us about that. <laughs> I and love that, it. That's what actually made it. Like, where someone who has no idea was just like, are you not trying? And it's I was am- like, I'm trying. It's amazing how a passive discussion like that will make you move. Well, Mine was Brendan Walsh. Really? Mine was Brendan Walsh, very funny comic. Check him out. Bone Zone podcast, him and Randy. Yeah, Litke. Uh, Litke. I always have a hard time saying his last name. Great podcast. Check it out if you haven't heard it. But anyway, I was talking to Brendan when I was out here visiting. And I was like, I don't know, man. Everybody says on your movie. I don't want to like a movie. You know. Yeah. And he goes, dude, you should just move out here, man. Like, there's just opportunities out here you're not experiencing yet. Who cares, man? Just, like, move. And if it doesn't work out, you move back. New York will always be there. And, like, literally in that 10 second, Pete Holmes. It was 10 seconds. Pete Holmes had taken me on L.A. walking tours and been like, here you go, Roses. It's as good as New York. There's your record shop. There's your pot store. There's your." And I was like, yeah. And in 10 seconds, Brendan Walsh with those three sentences, I was like, it is oh, weird. Move. Yeah. It's also it's never a person. And this is a thing that I think I find very sa- like weird where it's like you never uh, the things where you make the decision about it, it's never someone who's like uh, the closest to you. Right. Because you can always get the, the person who's closest to you. You can always guess at their motivation. Right. And you can argue against it. Yes. Where when it's a person who's not super close to you. You don't know all of the stuff that goes on with them. Absolutely. And you just think like, oh, I should take that at face value. Absolutely. Well, it's like when a guy complains and goes, I've been telling my wife this for a year and she doesn't listen to Some me. Some homeless man walks up yeah. to her and says, your hair should be blonde. Right. And she dies at the next day. Yeah, I don't exactly. know where that example came from. Exa- has, did that? <laughs> That's- is, is Lauren not truly blonde? <laughs> It was a homeless man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair yeah, enough. She's blonde. <laughs> uh, so anyway. So, so emotional hangs. Here we are now with emotional hangs. Uh, we are, we're, we're having a cocktail because it is a sort of sex in the city type thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> More I like thought, a- I was wondering if there was a way for you to make it less masculine what we're doing and then calling oh. it a sex of the city type thing. I, I appreciate I'll that. I'll even go a level deeper. Okay. It's so more of a hot in Cleveland kind of thing, <laughs> in my opinion. I feel like we're more hot in Cleveland than sex I in the city. I don't know what hot in Cleveland is. It's a wonderful sitcom uh-huh. with Betty White. 
Oh, that's uh, hot in Cleveland. Uh, yes. Valerie Bertinelli. Yes. That, so, by the way, Valerie Bertinelli, there was a computer at Great Adventure in New Jersey that I would always visit. It was a it was a love computer back when computers were rare. And you would feed it a dollar, and then you would enter your name and your birth date, and it would tell you who you were supposed to marry. And I've, I did it like six times between the ages of 10 and 14, and every single time it told me Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> Hot and clean. I mean, perfect. That's pretty insane. You were like, I don't know what hot and Cleveland is. <laughs> we come together through this weird string of circumstances to do this podcast. Yeah. I explain to you hot and Cleveland. I say the first name, well, second name, Valerie Bertinelli, and you go, she was supposed to be my wife. Supposed to be my wife. Yeah. At age fourteen, I was pretty sure Valerie Bertinelli was not near fourteen years old. I, no. I was like, I'm trying to marry maybe a fourteen year old. Yeah, I think she was about twenty six at that time. Exactly. Yeah. I told Janine Garofalo once that that she was the woman I was supposed to marry. What did uh, she say? On it was on a show. We did a show. You're good. I'm good. He's You're, offering me more drinks. You don't want a little, just a little taste to carry you through the remaining 40 minutes of this podcast? <laughs> Is, are we in the 20-minute mark? We're, only at, we're not even. It's 19 and change. <laughs> we don't, this doesn't need to be an hour. We do it until we quit. Say, <laughs> that is Garofalo. true, but we haven't even got to the questionnaires. Look, yeah. listen, I'm not doing this attempt to you. I'm going to put this right here. He's talking about a bottle. He That's takes it. He takes it. <laughs> <laughs> he took the bottle. It's it's one of those things. Yeah. Who's your dinner with tonight, by the way? Are you allowed to say? You got to go to a dinner after this. Uh, Nick Thune. Oh, so it's like a friend dinner. Yeah, it's a friend. Oh, no, yeah, it's not a professional okay. dinner. You know, I thought you had to meet like your team of agents or something. Oh, I was no, like, no, oh, no, 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 no. That's my, always well, tough. Well, also, meeting a team of agents, if you're... The only way to do it is drunk. I can only do it sober. I would have really? a hard time doing it drunk. Yeah. Ooh, I can't. Uh, it's other. I mean, like, I can, but it's much more fun if you're drunk. I don't have... The <laughs> excuse me. I don't have the. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. I know I'm not an alcoholic. Uh, yeah. I have a cart of booze in my living room. I don't touch it yeah. until people come over. Yeah. Which is once a week. So I know I'm not an alky. But here's the thing. Once I I was telling this before we started recording. Once I start, it's. V- I, it's not even like I need more booze to be more drunk. My brain just goes into fun mode. Yeah, fun mode. I like, just, what are we doing? What are we getting into yeah, now? Yeah, and I yeah. think... Now, was it that way for you before you got married? What way? Fun mode. Would, like, for instance, if you were not a married man with yeah. certain responsibilities, obviously, in a relationship, would it, would it be more tempting for you two or three drinks in to go, ah, fuck it, let's just go out, man. Let's have a good time. I wonder. I mean, the only the only difference is that uh, going out would mean the possibility of of sex and love. Right. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, going out now, it's just like, oh, we're just going out. Just It would be, like, more like friend hangs. Do you sure. know what I mean? Whereas, like, going out when you're single would be like, we're going on a mission. Right. It's an adventure. It's like an adventure. Yes. So there's less of an adventure to going out. Um, but also, no, I have no problem with just like, yeah, let's go out. With? Like now, as a married man, I can still be as like, a mar- oh, yeah. No, no, of course. But I mean like in a specific circumstance like this. Mm-hmm. These are the times where, where we're meeting up at a weird time in the afternoon. We're doing a goofy podcast yeah. thing. We're having a few drinks. After this is when my gears really start going. And I go, right. like I said to you before, you go, you go, we can't, we can't get drunk. Yes. Uh, you have a dinner. I have to write. Right. I have writing to do. 
But I was like, yeah, but the thing is, is like, what's the thing in my brain that's going to stop me from going, well, I'll find somebody else that can go out this yeah, evening. Yeah, yeah, right. And go have some fun. And but I it's think also it's because a Thursday I'm not night. married. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, I think no, it's, it's the not. adventure, the sense of adventure. The sense of adventure. I still think you can have a sense of adventure when you're, st- when you're married. Really? Oh, yeah. What would the adventure be for a guy like you? For a guy like me, I mean, my wife would be involved. That's all. We well, would just be going out yeah. and having an adventure somewhere. An adventure like, oh, we, we ended up at this weird VFW. And yeah, these- go see a show. Go do anything, you know? That's great. Yeah. You want to hear a great adventure story? Yeah. I want, uh, are you talking about great adventure uh, from New Jersey or just like an adventure story? Yeah, uh, Valerie Bertinelli would go there every day to a machine and type in who she should marry. It would, <laughs> it would say me. Sorry to break it to I you. I would know. That would be the most upsetting. I actually want to find that machine, bring it to Valerie Bertinelli, and just be like, fucking put your information in, because I want to find out if it chooses me for you. Because if it's just choosing Valerie Bertinelli for like a bunch of kids, like that's going to bum me out so much, because it's the only thing I... I don't know what Valerie Bertinelli looks like. I don't know any movies or TV shows. You know what she looks like? She's hot. I have no idea who she is. She's hot. She's a hot... No idea. She's hot. I've never seen a picture of her. She's hot, and I'd imagine she's in her... I mean, 40. She's got to be in her 40s by now. I mean, you know, possibly late 40s. And she's still like, she's hot. I mean, I don't mean to say it like late 40s is old, but yeah. like she's hot. She's blazing hip hop and R&B. Yeah, she's really hot. I mean, she, you know, she was the daughter on One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time is a soap opera, right? No. One Day no. at a Time was a sitcom with Schneider. And the the daughter of the guy from the Mamas and the Papas Jesus that had all Christ. like the drug stories. I have no idea. Mackenzie would. Uh, my no, my pop culture Mackenzie knowledge Phillips? is nothing. Is yeah, Jesus, I'm yeah. shocked that you know this little about. No, I mean I know about things like, um, you know, Small Wonder. If it involves a robot or an alien from outer space, the other one, what's touched? Uh, the one where she touched put her by fingers, an angel, not touched by an angel. Et, where no, she the two puts fingers. Her, e. she puts her fingers together. Et, and she stops time out of this world. Out of this world. Remember that? That's the one where the crystal was her dad. Her dad. It was actually a phone. The crystal was a phone. Yeah, that it was she the shittiest effect they could think of. Yeah, it was just like a flashing light. Yeah, crystal. to save money for a sitcom. Yeah. So, Man, you were really you're really a scholar of the worst sitcoms. <laughs> I honestly think that maybe like, I, my problem is that I have terrible taste. Yeah, you're like I know Charles in charge, the first family, <laughs> pre Nicole Eggert. I I was uh, I, because I was on I was on Douglas movies a few times, and when the subject was movies that Robert De Niro has been in, I not it wasn't even Robert De Niro. It was uh, another guy. I failed completely. Uh, and then when I chose the topic, which was movies that Corey Feldman has been in, I won. <laughs> I, can, I could go off with Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman? Oh, I could go off with you right now. So, favorite Corey Feldman movie? Lost Boys, undeniably. Or The uh-uh. Burbs. No, The Burbs. The no. Burbs. The Burbs no. is my favorite. No. What? Dream a little dream. Oh, fuck you. Dream a little dream. When I was 14, I think it changed my life. Fuck you. It changed my That's life. That's queef shit, man. Yeah. That was like... That's right. My best friend Jim loved Say Anything when we were that age, and I was like, say oh, anything get out of my amazing. face. Say Anything is amazing. Have you rewatched Say Anything? Listen, I love a Say Anything, but when I was 14, if you put Say Anything next to Weird Science, it was no 
competition. Weird oh. Science was taking the trophy every time. Agreed, 100%. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of boobs in Weird Science. There's no boobs. That's the, there is? Well, no, there's no. not boobs. There's, there's no underwear. boobs. There's an amazing underwear shot there's of Kelly lo- LeBrock. Well, no, there's also the uh, underwear shot of, uh, there's like a, painting and then things get weird and then all the clothes get ripped off the people in the painting. Yes. Remember that? Yes. That's yeah. when the grandparents come. They also shoot a sofa out of the uh, uh, house chimney. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. Like that's so cool. Like you don't never in the movie now would they be like well we got to figure out a way to shoot a sofa out of this yeah, chimney. Yeah this is pre-CGI. It was like. Completely. No they everything shot was real. a fucking sofa they, out of a they chimney shot somehow. Just <laughs> to fi- they figured that out. Shot it into a lake. Back then it was like well, we're going to have to build a house with a chimney big enough on it that you could shoot a sofa out of the chimney. It makes it it makes it actually so much like you you have to respect writers from the 80s so much more because everything they wrote had to be physically made. Yeah. Well, it's like when you watch those old like Buster Keaton silent films and it's like he you know, he's like a chain is tr- a train is chasing him, and the train bridge collapses, and the train falls, and he swings on a rope and saves it. You're like, oh, they really did that. Yeah, <laughs> they had a train and a bridge, and they destroyed both, and he almost died. Yeah, <laughs> he swung it's amazing, on a rope. Right? Yeah, it is incredible. Uh, so anyway, I feel like there was something we were getting to with emotions. That we got way off track. Well, with. we have uh, the the questionnaire that we're supposed to go to. We're going to do a questionnaire. We also have uh, before you mean before. Was there something we didn't finish? This this oh, might wait. be a theme. No, this is what it was. What you didn't? You said you wanted to apologize. I already for, did. No, no, no. You said for pressuring me to drink the other day. What? Or was I just misunderstanding? No, you're misunderstanding. Okay. Yeah. You were when you were pressuring me to drink at Jane's birthday. You kept going. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm pressuring you. And I was like, I don't care that you're pressuring me. It's fine. No, I, I thought that's like, what you were talking about. Wow, that's weird. We never talked about that at all. You imagine that I should apologize to you? For no, that. no, no. I thought. Don't you? That's why when you said <laughs> I want to make this clear, or it will haunt me. I. That's why when you said <laughs> I need to apologize, I was like, No, you don't. I thought you were talking about no, that. No, I apologized already, and you've forgotten. I no, no, I remember for- that there was a wonderful apology, <laughs> Kurt. I'm telling you, it meant the world to me. And when you moved out here, I was hurt. And in my first week out here, I saw you at Little Dom's. I was on a date, and I walked in. You were inside yeah. with Kristen and Oren Brimmer, and I walked up and I said. Hi, and we were talking, and I said, here he is. Here's the guy that betrayed me. No, I'm kidding. Here's the guy that betrayed that. me. But I said, uh, you, you said, how you like in L.A.? And I said, I like it. And you said, it took me a year. And I remember thinking like, okay, so if this changes, it's okay. Because yeah. that guy that I respect, it took him a year. So yeah. That's another thing I'm going to throw at you. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. I love all we're this shit. All the, we're, we're, un, we're uncovering it. That's what I think the main thing should be. We should invite people on that... Uh, we have a lot of stuff that we need to say to them. <laughs> I've got tons. Tons. I've tons got tons. That I was just, I just want to say I was mildly hurt. And it's not like big things. It's like, just going to say I was mildly hurt. Who's the uh, ultimate? If you could have one person just wow. appear right here, right now. Wow. That's a great. I mean, there's so many. Pick one and pick what the grievance is. Pick Not one. grievance, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to my, say I mildly didn't like yes. this. Because uh, <laughs> I have mine. 
I mean, like that's. I mean, you're putting me on the spot here. I don't want to name names of anybody people know. No, but you're not saying it in a bad way. You're naming a friend that you say I want to clear the air about something. Yeah, yeah. Where where they don't even know that the air is dirty. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna say mine. All right, say yours, and then I'll uh, I'll think of mine. I have a, this is a double. Okay, and I apologize. Yeah, I hosted Thanksgiving here. Uh-huh. I don't think I invited you. I apologize for that right now. Well, you that know what? That's oversight. something that you can't apologize for. That was an oversight. That was not a slight. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That was. Nothing. I wasn't even here. It doesn't matter. Okay, good. Thank God. There we go. I knew you weren't here. That's why I didn't invite Shut you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, uh, I invited Jonah Ray. Uh huh. He said. Can I come with my? Can I bring my brother for dinner, or uh-huh. is it a small thing? I said it's a small thing, but why don't you come afterwards? Uh-huh. And he never responded. Never responded. And I because you shoved his, you took his brother and you shoved I him was, in the mud. Well, he you wrote shoved that his the brother day in the mud. of day of Thanksgiving Day after I had invited him two times. He wrote the day of. Can I bring my brother? By the way, well, see that's the reason he didn't respond. He was worried. He was worried. He's like, ah, I got this. Brother I know, but thing I was a little hurt on. that he never showed up. Yeah. No, like, sorry we didn't make it. Nothing. <laughs> Maybe we could also call this pussies being hurt. <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> Don't fucking turn on me. All right. No, I'm not turning on no, you. No, is that not bad? I'm going to be now. Na- I'm, I'm now, saying it's not a big thing. I'm going to be vulnerable now as okay. well. Since you mentioned Jonah, I'll mention Kumail. <laughs> <laughs> This was months ago. All right. Emily asked us if we wanted to go dancing at this like club. And I was like, I haven't gone dancing since I was like a 23-year-old man. And I was like, yeah, sure. We'll right. go to this place that seems like a, a divey bar that has a DJ. Oh, I love and it. And we'll go dancing. Sure. And, um, and they're like, meet us at 9. And for some reason for me, like I go to bed now. <laughs> at, like if it's not... Like a like like if I'm not like we're going out late right. like I'm in bed by like 11 p.m. I'm an old man sure. so it's like meeting at 9 p.m. That's crazy. Okay, so we go. We're there. Uh, we're there for like an hour and a half to two hours by ourselves, just waiting for them to show up. When they show up, they show up with a bunch of people that they just been out to dinner with that they didn't tell us about, and yeah. I'm just fucking pissed. We haven't eaten dinner. Lauren's drunk. I'm drunk because we haven't eaten any food. We're just been sitting there waiting. Right. And then I was just like, I was pissy. I was, I was, a, I was a little pissy aunt to everybody that night and then like left early. Like hey. when they walked in, I was mean about it. And I feel like that put a split in our friendship. Shit. Well, you heard it here first. Kamal and Jonah... <laughs> We're calling you out to come on this podcast. These people are such good friends of They're, ours. Joe, they are. They're, They're all good very friends. Close I love friends all these people ours. dearly. All... <laughs> but Is this what this podcast is going to be? <laughs> Just airing minor grievances. You were a little late to meet up with us, and I'm still mad I about don't it. Don't backpedal over it. You were I'm... hurt, and you can own that hurt, and it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. Is this? Here's my question. Is this podcast the same as like a men's group where they go in the woods and beat on drums and say that they have feelings? Yes, yes. yes. The finale of this podcast will be us running into the ocean in February together. <laughs> Some kind of men's club thing. Naked. The, uh, I, 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 I would like to get a cigarette. Okay. 
Can I? Can you cover us while I put the mic down, or do I need to pause this? Can I cover you? Yeah, I yeah. can cover you. Yeah, just cover us. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. the pause. Wait, the you're end. gonna so no, so you're gonna bring a cigarette in here and you're gonna smoke it in this room. Yeah, I don't. Oh yeah, because you live here by yourself. You can do whatever the yeah, fuck I you want. Do whatever the fuck I want in this That's place. Great. I don't give a Look shit. Look at that. You don't care at all. Uh, it, go ahead, get out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about. So go ahead, go get your cigarette. So Joe, like you know, you know Joe DeRosa. You listen to the podcast. What I don't think you'd expect from Joe is that he has impeccable uh, interior design taste to the point that I am confused uh, about his sexuality. I <laughs> I'm just kidding about that, but I am. He's got he's got paintings that are like abstract. Um, that are like big, like he paid money for them. He's got books propped up, but also it's a comic book, but it's still like propped up. There's a weird, like he has a weird combination of like children's toys and <laughs> high art just mixed around the entire apartment. And it's, and, but also like he's, it's very clear that he's into comedy. Uh, a lot of, there's a Woody Allen poster. There's a Hellraiser, the signed Hellraiser. Is that a signed Hellraiser poster? That is a signed Hellraiser print. Uh, I went to a horror con in New Jersey, and the cast of the original Hellraiser was there. Um, have you ever seen Hellraiser? No. Pinface. Pinhead. Christ almighty. Pinface. <laughs> that was worse when you didn't know what I was talking about with the sitcoms. <laughs> Uh, Hellraiser, the entire cast was there. Uh, not the entire cast, but most of the cast from the original film was there. And Doug Bradley, who played Pinhead, was there. And uh, he signed my Hellraiser poster. He played the original. He plays Pinhead in all of them except the, oh. the very last one, which was a straight-to-video to So release. here's my question about that guy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that... So has he ever been in anything other than being Pinhead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. he has. Yeah, yeah. He's been in other stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and and he's a really good actor. Like, he's it's he's strangely different when he's not... It's weird. Like, when you see Pinhead, it's like Freddy Krueger. You're like, you can't imagine that Him, there's a person else. inside yeah. of there. Like, you're like, this is a demon that they summoned. Yeah. from somewhere or whatever but uh so it's weird seeing him in other stuff you know and other times i've seen him in things and i didn't realize it was him i know what he looks like but like it's so weird seeing him out of that role that like i don't recognize him yeah know? but i was drinking next to him in a bar one night uh at a different horror con i was performing in in a con- actually it was the same horror con at the same hotel but it was years before and i was performing they used to have a comedy club there in the uh, hilton in South Jersey <clears throat> and I was at the bar after my show and I looked neck literally next to me and he was standing there and I was like oh my god and you recognized him from just being pinhead yeah I knew who he was and Whoa. I turned to him and I go you're Doug Bradley right and he goes yes and I go I gotta tell you I was drunk and I go I gotta and I gotta tell you Hellraiser 2 is the greatest horror movie of all time and he goes mate you're wrong you're wrong and I go Really? No, I'm not. I go, it's the best horror movie of all time. And he goes, you're wrong. Best horror movie of all time. Bride of Frankenstein. Ask Robert England. He'll agree with me. And I yelled, shut up and take the compliment, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> I yelled that in his face. Uh-huh. And he laughed really hard and sipped his beard. And we cheers. And that was it. I was like, that's the best interaction. And then years later, I met him to get that signed. And I tried to tell him that story. And, and he was not interested. He didn't seem to give a shit. <laughs> 
And he's like, okay, okay. So does this guy, like, does he, oh, it's Robert England. It's Freddie. Oh, oh, it's just Freddie. Okay. Doug Bradley is Pinhead. Robert England is Freddy Krueger. Again, my Except lack. for one movie. They're, they're, they're the character for all the movies except one. Okay, so so the, the 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 it's weird that he referenced another movie's main lead bad guy. No, he well he said Bride of Frankenstein is the best horror but movie. But ask Robert England and he'll ask agree Robert with England, he'll agree with me. Robert gives England a is shit. Freddy. That's like literally like saying like uh, uh, if you ask Mark Hamill what's the best sci-fi movie, and he says like blah blah blah. Ask Leonard Nimoy, he agrees with me. I would give a shit. I guess so. that's like well let, let, you're not see you're not in you're not a big horror guy no I'm not I, I'm a big horror guy that, so Robert England and this guy biggest guys that meant a lot to me when he said that and I was like I need to see Bride of Frankenstein because I hadn't seen it I had seen the original I'd never seen Bride of Frankenstein when, every time we say Bride of Frankenstein I just think of the Mel Brooks movie Young, Young Frankenstein, Frankenstein and no then, it's they're very which different would be great Bride of Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein scary. is truly I wouldn't say it's scary. It uh-huh. is truly a tremendous film. Oh, okay. It is so ahead of its time. It's crazy. Bride of Frankenstein opens with a depiction, a fictionalized depiction of Mary Shelley, who wrote the novel Frankenstein, talking about writing the novel Frankenstein, and then it goes into her fantasy about Bride of Frankenstein. And this is a movie from 1940, whatever. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. There, are, there are homosexual characters in the movie. Uh-huh. There, it's 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 so incredibly innovative, uh, particularly for its time. Uh, it it is it really is the Citizen Kane of horror movies. Um, it's not my favorite horror movie, only because it's not the one I want to put on all the time. Yeah, but it is truly. He's right. Like he wasn't wrong in saying that. Let's put it yeah. that way. Um, so. You know, in your terms, I would say like you you like like punk and hardcore music. Yeah. You know, if you went up to, you know, fucking, uh, you know, the guy from J Church or whatever, and said J Church, um, deep fucking cut. Yeah, I'm trying do to get deep cut. Do you have a J Church album? I've got here? several J Church albums. Are you over there. fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. That is a deep cut. Right if I there. ever heard one, there you go. Holy shit! You don't have the one. Oh, here it is. This is the one I had. Which one? No, not. Oh, wow. You have every J Church record. I don't have every, but I have many of you have, them. I only had one J Church record here. It is Prophylaxis. Great record. This is a great one. Foreign films. Foreign films. We got I mean, I almost want to stop the podcast and just listen to this J Church record. Well, listen, as soon as we're done, which is in 20 minutes, we can put the J Church record. <laughs> Why does on. it have to be an hour? I'm so confused. We have to get into this fucking questionnaire. That's the last 15 minutes, I think. All right. Well, yeah, get in. I think we can stretch it in 20. <laughs> But if you went up to the okay, Jawbreaker is a less deep cut, less deep cut, but still pretty by deep. far. But if you went up no, to Jay Blake, Church is like Jay Church is uh, Del Taco to J- Jawbreaker's McDonald's. The, I'm a little tipsy because I thought the light on the mic was an ash that I spilled onto That's it. That's great, and I tried to rub it off, and it's I mean, not. this is what this whole thing is about. It's just the light on the microphone yeah. that happens to look like an ash, and now you're just showing me taking anyway. your mouth away from it. <laughs> um, but if you went up to like Blake Schwartzenbach from Jawbreaker and you said, "Hey, man, dear, why do you, you why do you keep dating my ex girlfriend?" That's what I would he say. He dated to him. your ex girlfriend? Yeah. Wow, that's she an broke honor. up with him. That is an honor. That is an honor. He came to Hot Tub and then hung out afterwards, and I just couldn't like even chat with him because I was like, "You're you're jawbreaker." 
Did he steal your girlfriend or did no, he just, no, 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 no. We had been her. we had been broken up for years at that so point. So if you went up to that guy and mm-hmm. you said, Hey man, Dear You is the best punk album of all time. It's not. The but, first Jawbreaker record's the best punk album. Uh no. The best Boat Dreams for Boat Dreams. That's from not a the hill? first one. That's twenty four hour revenge therapy. Yes. That's the third That's Jawbreaker. That's the third album. one? That the one's first a great one album. is the first one is unfun. It's not that great. The second one is bivouac. Oh right. Both of those have their moments. Twenty four hour revenge therapy is their masterpiece. Yes. So if you went up to him and you said that's the best punk album ever, and he said, "You're wrong. Your ex girlfriend's vagina is the best punk album ever." I'm hell bent on finishing this analogy. <laughs> if he said you're wrong, it's the first Bad Brains album. And Greg Graffin from Bad Religion agrees with me. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, okay, uh, maybe I should think about that. I love that you broke it down so that I could understand your Robert England story. Well, I give a shit. I know you do. I give and that a is, shit. that's a deep level of giving a shit. Well, that's what this is about. This yeah, is it's about, about giving, giving a, a shit. shit. It's about being cool with having feelings. I, that's what emotional hangs is all about. Are you, are you an emotional guy? Me? Yeah, I would say uh, I I recognize my emotions, but I don't uh, talk about them all the time. But also, I'm not like a guy who I think uh, like repression represses shit and uh, is like like lashes out because of it. Sure. Well, let me let me ask you a little a few emotional questions here. Oh my god. So you're going to the... So this is... Just explain what the questionnaire is. This is called... I, all I did was Google emotions questionnaire. This was the first hit. <laughs> I'm into it, it. And it Get worked. It. So you're, you're interviewing me for this one. I'll interview you for the intimacy one. Here are your three choices okay. for answers. Not true, sometimes true. Bullshit. True. I'm not do No. All of them are essay questions. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Question number one. Right. I'm often confused or puzzled about what I am feeling. That's a really uh, no. question. But. No, I would say I'm not confused by what I'm feeling. I might just be pissed off at how I'm feeling, but I know how I'm feeling. So you never have a moment where you go, God, I feel really worked up about this right now. Am I, am I overreacting? Am I, you know? No, the more, the, the question I would say is I get in a bad mood and I don't know why. And it usually tends to be uh, just an anger at uh, existence. Do you know what I existence mean? Existence, like that, or where the existence of everybody else, uh, just existence in general. That okay. it's kind of like it's not a lot of highs. It's mostly mids and a bunch of lows. Right. And every once in a while, a high. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. I used to love that Dennis Leary thing where he would say like, you know, life is fucking miserable. Happiness comes in small, short spurts. It's a cigarette. It's an orgasm. That's yeah. Fucking it. That's great. You know. Uh, okay. I and then find- he became a monster. I love Dennis Leary. Are you not a fan? Isn't he a monster right now? No, I don't think so. You know what? He I say nice things. that nice show about the firemen. Yeah. Rescue me. And, and You know what? Maybe I'm confusing him with... Uh, Dennis Miller? Yeah. You're thinking Dennis Miller because he's like he's a, a right-wing Republican yeah, yeah, hardcore yeah. guy. Dennis Leary is fine. I'm still... A, here's the thing, though. You're I'm still st- a Dennis Miller fan? I don't, I don't subscribe to his politics. I'm still a fan of the guy because... Eight specials brought me such utter fucking joy that I'm like, I know if I hung out with him and we didn't talk about politics, it'd be all right. I'd be crying <laughs> laughing because he would be like, "Have you seen the fucking new big go?" <laughs> 
if you can drink 86 ounces, time to do a few laps on the donkey poncho V. You know, he'd like, he'd be saying shit like that. And I'd be laughing. Yeah. I just don't agree with this politics. Okay. All right. Ready? Number yeah. two. I find it difficult to explain to a friend how I feel. Well, we know that's not true. Not we true. We did that tonight. Easy. We Get into it. We did that tonight with each other and people that weren't even here. That, yeah, strangers. <laughs> a lot of strangers. Uh, other people don't know how I am feeling. No, I let them know all the time. Do they need to know? No. Okay. They don't <laughs> not, not need to know. I'm not sure what the correct answer is to that one. Yeah. Uh, when I am scared or nervous... I feel something in my tummy. That's a real question. That's not a real question. That's a real is question. Is this like made by an organization that is somehow uh, responsible for things? My niece drew these up <laughs> just before the podcast. I feel a feeling in my tummy. That's what it No, says. I feel if I get nervous or anything like that, A, I'll sweat out my forehead and I'll get tension in my back. Okay. Yeah. I You'll know exactly. How what much those. will you sweat out the forehead? A lot. So really? much it will be uncomfortable for people watching. I'd love me. to have a tell like that. That's a great poker tell. Why would you love to have a tell like that? Because Nobody loves to have a tell. My anxiety manifests itself in several different ways. Uh -huh. So I'm never quite sure what's happening. Oh. Sometimes I need a cigarette. Sometimes I want to have a drink. Sometimes I want to eat something. Sometimes I have a stomach ache. I wish there was one thing where I could go, oh, I'm anxious. This is happening. Oh, it's not anxious. That's nervous. Or nervousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anxiousness you know. is totally different. Well, nervous. You know what I yeah. mean. Uh, is it important to know how my friends are feeling? Wow. Yes, it's important to know that. Because if they were feeling bad and I didn't know, I would be upset. That's the only correct answer. Yeah. I would say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I am angry... Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Every time I answer... You're judging whether it's correct or not? No, I'm just... It I'm seems just, like you are. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, are you worried if your friends are judging your answers <laughs> to things? No, I'm not judging. I'm saying, I'm just saying, like, I agree with you. I think that's the only correct answer yeah, to that yeah. question. Uh, I'm just responding. I'm oh, yeah. merely responding. Shut you the fuck up <laughs> and ask... The Here goddamn emotional question. Here it is. That's the three drink fall off. <laughs> three drinks fall off the cliff. <laughs> it gets angry. Everyone ends. Everyone ends angrily. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Answer the question. You never liked me. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. Uh, when I am angry or upset, I try to understand why. When I am angry or upset, I try and yes, totally. Okay. Why do you do that? Why? Yeah. Because sure. otherwise it's like uh, just walking around being mad about shit and it makes you fucking miserable. So you think it'd make you a better person to understand where that's coming from? No, I don't think it'd make me a better person. It just would make me feel better sure. to understand. Sure. Well, because the reason I ask is because there's a lot of people out there that go, I'm angry and yeah, fuck you. That's how I feel right, right. now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But that's also like, I think also those people don't know that it feels so much better to not be angry i agree like i, I agree. was just surfing yesterday i was surfing and i fucking hate aggro surfer guys and so right now i'm wearing this wetsuit when i surf that's that i got for free from roust about uh -huh. so it's a it's a tuxedo wetsuit so it looks like a tuxedo okay so for surfers this is a gross violation of what everyone wears everyone Why? wears a black 
Just nothing adorned on it, just black. But why is it a violation? Because it's ironic or something? Because it calls attention to you. Okay. And if there's a, like, it's, I, I almost, I almost, yesterday, I almost went and bought spray paint to spray paint. I have an awesome tuxedo wetsuit. I almost destroyed it just so I could surf without people looking at me. Sure. Because you want to kind of surf anonymously. Sure. And uh, this fucking, and this was just, dude, just fucking angry old man on a fucking shortboard at Malibu. And uh, just says, hey, looks like you're a little too dressed up for the occasion. Oh, what And he wasn't even on. trying to be like, it wasn't funny. It was more like aggressive. And then another dude who noticed that I was getting shit for it just went, that's awesome. I think your fucking wetsuit's awesome. And I was like, thank you, other surfer bro. Right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you, surfer bro. Yeah, you're not my bro. You're my bro. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I don't know why I start talking about that. Well, because some because things affect us sometimes, how other people feel. Look, 100%. I feel the, emotional about surfing all the time. <laughs> the other day, I got in the car with you. The first thing I said, I go, look, dude, I got my tattoo finished. Yes. That stemmed directly from your lovely wife saying to me, Oh no, that tattoo's not okay. Now I'm not. I didn't get it changed because of that, but she was one of the people that I felt like I have. To, I have to show her and you that yeah. I realize it wasn't done, and I got it done now. It's totally done now, and it looks great. I love it. I love what you've done with it. I love it. I yeah. love what what, what we've this done. This is why with I think I said we have emotional hangs. I feel like we're both emotional. All right, get back into the. No, go question. ahead. Finish what no, you're saying. No, get the questionnaire going. Finish what you were we saying. We have to do this. It's your turn to do the questionnaire. Oh yeah. Okay, I only ready. did a few because we're, yeah. we have about ten minutes left. All right. San Jose Couples Counseling. This is where you found this next one. All well, right. again, I just Googled intimacy questionnaire, okay. and then that's what popped up. Hold on. I, I need to just All right, you ready? top off my uh, thing here. Hold on. One this second. is an intimacy questionnaire for Joe DeRosa. Yep. Right? And these are all essay questions, other than, except for the fact that one, two, and three are sometimes often never or I don't know. Okay. Number one. You ready? Yes. Go sit in your chair. I can't. The cord won't reach that far. Oh, it won't. Okay. I would like if my partner and I... So when I say my partner, I'm referring to me? For yeah, you? Yeah, I think we should apply these to our friendship. To our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make it as emotional as possible. <laughs> I would like it if my partner and I spent more time talking about how we feel. I, th- I think Listen, we're doing a lot of that. We are. I would like that, and we're doing it, and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Your face was so genuine right there. We're doing it. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. All right. Number two. I often want to say something, but do not because I am afraid how my partner will react. Uh, I I would say no. Okay. I would say no. I think I've said everything very honestly to you. Today you have, but you hadn't in the past. Well, in the past, I said things that I regretted saying, (laughs) Uh and then I was afraid to tell you that I regretted saying them. (laughs) But from here on out, it's all on the it's table. It's all honesty. It's all on the table. That's what's, what I do enjoy about certain male friendships, uh, and they're few and far between, yes. is the ability to say anything and not worry about like the other person being like, that guy's a jerk. Right, You know, right. you can just say it, right. and then you actually are like, that's okay. He's yes. gonna be. He's gonna take it. Yes. And he's gonna know that this is because we have an agreement that this is the way we fucking operate with each I other. I agree. And I that's agree. the coolest thing that I I think about uh, male friendships. Honestly, <laughs> that is different from other types of friendships. 
Right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. buddy friendships where you can just be like, I'm going to give this to you fucking straight. I don't care if it hurts your feelings a little bit because you're going to know that it's coming from a place of respect. Yeah, I remember my, fr- my friend Scott, who's one of my oldest friends. I, I mean, I consider him, fa- he is my oldest friend. I consider him family at this point because I've literally known him since I was one. Uh, he said to me once, we got into an argument about something. Oh, I said, I bought it. It was my, the first time I ever bought a flat screen TV. <laughs> and I called him and I go, I bought my first flat screen. I'm very excited. It was $1,500. Uh-huh. And uh, he goes, he goes, great. Congrats, dude. Did you get the uh, LCD? And I was like, no, I got a plasma. He goes, all right, uh, 1080p? And I go, no, 780. And he goes, you're fucking killing me here, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> And I got really mad at him. And I was really? like, fuck you, man. This was a big fucking investment for me, dude. <laughs> Just fucking be. And he, and, and he literally goes, fuck you. If I don't agree with you, I'm going to tell you I don't agree with you. I have to fucking sugarcoat it. What, what the? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. right? Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, I just kicked your dog. No, no, I'm, you, you didn't I'm really sorry. Kick him. You didn't really kick him. You just moved your foot and it yeah, frightened him. Okay. You frightened him. I love that. You scared him. All right, Go number ahead. three, ready? Yeah. I feel comfortable with my partner most of the time. <laughs> this is, what is, who is in a relationship with someone who's like, not really? Well, Never. I don't feel comfortable with my I think partner. that's the point of this. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> Shit, in, you're, you're in trouble. A, you're at a bad place. Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable around you most yeah. of the time. Yeah. <laughs> most of the, that's, it's so like wishy-washy yeah, most yeah. of the time. Yeah, most of the time. I mean, we've already established that I had a period of self-doubt yeah. because of things I said to you. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, no, I feel pretty comfortable around you. All right. Yeah. I feel comfortable like around I would, you. Like if you, if you, you, I feel, you know what? I do feel comfortable comfortable around you because if you said to me, Joe, let's go do mushrooms on Saturday. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I'm cool enough with Kurt that I could do that. Yeah, right. That's I feel a like real that's barometer true. for me. Yeah, like, I think that that's 100 percent yeah, true because it's yeah. a very vulnerable position you're placing yourself in. Exactly. All right. That's the next thing. I can feel vulnerable with my partner. I can. All right. Thank you. <laughs> my partner often seems distant. No, only when you're away, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> my, my, yeah. My, my, when I don't see my partner for two months, sometimes he feels distant. And the sometimes, last one. Sometimes, you know, you want to be able to reach somebody. <laughs> but you can't, but that's And he not doesn't show up. He doesn't show up when you invite him over. Last one. Ready? Yeah. I feel... I know and understand who my partner is. 100%. 100%. 100%. This is the best this is the best questionnaire. That is. And I know exactly who you are, which is why I felt sad when you moved to LA after we talked about <laughs> if, when I didn't know you because I was like I get that guy. Yeah. And I've said this to you several times since I've been here. Why were we not hanging out in New York? Why were we not what hanging we out in New York? Doing? What were we doing? I think we had perceptions of each other that were false. I think also we just weren't ever in the same groups. Like we never were like just happened to be at the same place at the same time and ignored each other or something. Right. Do you know what I mean? We're never at a party where it was just like, huh, friend? No, oh, no, right. we're not friends. It was just like uh, our worlds never crossed. Exactly. Yeah. And when I, and when I, Got to know you out here and found out that you were a guy that liked to have a crazy time in New York. And whatever. I remember saying to you, like, Kurt, I never would have pegged you for it. I just <laughs> thought you were like, I thought, you, you know, because it was a fault. It was my fault. It was a false perception because yeah. you were so on the alt side of things yeah. that I just couldn't imagine that this guy 
would, would have, get along with you. Yeah, I just, you know, and, yeah. and maybe vice versa. But, you know, I, but uh, you're the greatest and uh, this we was did an it. emotional hang. Emotional hangs. <laughs> Wait, we have to hug it out. Every episode ends with a hug. Ends with a hug. There we go. That's emotional hangs, guys. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>